0: And welcome to the PHNX d podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX, and I'm glad to have you guys join us. Of course, this show is brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to download the app today, use code PHNX, and you will get $200 in free bets after making your first NFL bet of just $1. Uh international beer day was a month ago but it's international beer day here today on this show uh, i am joined of course by my co-host and friend uh the one and only jesse the body friedman jesse how you doing bud
1: <laughs> you're gonna pick a different one every every single show i'm Derek, gonna find one on until it here.
0: works and there's no way I'm i'm not clearing it until i get one that like excites you so we're popping it on the show i'm gonna see which one fits but uh, you are in Seattle. The D-backs are there for a, uh, a three-game series. You're going to be there in attendance. So what are your thoughts on on this series and what we should expect to see out of this D-backs team?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, keep trying on the nickname front. Um, I will. And I will. secondly, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm stoked, Derek. Uh, the Diamondbacks have only played in Seattle. Uh, this will be the fifth time in franchise history. So this is a treat for me i um, getting to getting to get out and see some Diamondbacks baseball live and in person here later today. I'm ready to represent. Uh, I had to throw a long sleeve undershirt because it is oh. cold in Seattle, which I know is a foreign, foreign thought for you at this I'm point. I'm so in jealous time. of that. That makes me so jealous. <laughs> Hoodie
0: season is my favorite time of year and it's still far, far away for us here in Phoenix.
1: It is, yeah, it is. We are coming into that season around here. Um, But yeah, no, I'm stoked. Uh, Madison Bumgarner on the mound tonight for the Diamondbacks. Uh, he's been really good uh, ever since uh, coming back from injury since July 16th. Bumgarner has a 3.39 ERA, um, which is solid. I think his last couple outings maybe haven't been quite as sharp, uh, but he's consistently pitching deep into games. And when I think about where Madison Bumgarner was a year ago right now, uh, he was an absolute disaster. We were wondering if this was potentially going to be, you know, the worst signing in franchise history or something along those lines. It wasn't Granky right. level money, but, but last season was was the kind of disastrous year that really had us worried. And, and this year, since coming back from injury, he's really gotten right. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to see what he looks like tonight.
0: You're right for, for a minute there. Uh, Mad bum was looking to be on the level of comparison to, Almost to the Ismani Tomas deal. I, I I hate to say that because it's not that extreme. <laughs> it just was one of those situations where it seemed like a whole lot of money restructured in a way that was done positively to get, um, you know, like to to get rid of that Tomas deal, right? They they structured his deal so it was inward so that the majority of what the Diamondbacks were paying to Madison Bumgarner was in in those middle years. Uh, And it just didn't look like he was going to be worth that money. You're right, though. He has turned it around substantially. The only thing is, and I know we're going to talk about it later in this podcast, is that it still seems like Madison Bumgarner is that one piece that doesn't fit. Despite how good he is, he seems like he is that one piece that doesn't fit with the timeline um, of this team's success. Uh, We're not talking about this year, and we're probably not talking about next year but we are talking about the future of this team. And that's what we're going to talk about today as far as what you and I would consider to be the core of this team and what, the, what they should build around for the future. Uh, exciting news, though, in regards to the future. Somebody I have been waiting for for a very long time to see on the big league roster. Somebody I have been waiting to buy his jersey in the team shop. So I really need him to just... <laughs> I need him to step up and do big things in, in the big leagues. But Seth Beer was promoted to the big league club today. We'll most likely see some DH opportunities in Seattle this weekend. Uh, with, with the Triple A club and in, in Reno Aces, he was slashing 287, 398, with an impressive 511 slugging percentage, uh, 33 doubles, 16 uh, home runs, and 59 RBI in 100 games played for the Aces. Uh, what 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 are your are you excited as I am to see Seth Beer up here?
1: Yeah, so first of all, I'll start with absolutely I'm excited. I think this is maybe the most anticipated debut uh, for a Diamondbacks prospect in in really quite a while. Uh, we saw Geraldo Perdomo a little bit earlier this season. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks just really desperately needed someone to play shortstop, and that's sort of why he got the call. Um, he's probably more more a year away. Someone will hopefully see again next year. Um, but Seth beer is ready to go. He is, you know, if he comes up here and performs reasonably well, I think he's here to stay. He's not going to be an up and down, uh, sort of guy. At least I wouldn't expect that. Uh, that said, uh, I have to, I have to caution people from looking at the, the batting line, you just mentioned the 16 homers, 59 RBIs. Uh, I think he's top 10 in, in minor league baseball and doubles. Um, but I have to caution, I have to caution you a little bit, Derek, because, josh van meter in reno this year hit 388 538 <laughs> 881 he slugged oh. almost 900 in reno You're gonna tell people and, about uh,
0: reno huh yeah go ahead and tell yeah, people about I, reno
1: i think we have to be straight with people that reno is probably the best hitting environment across all of minor league baseball and I believe Josh Rojas was role. hitting
0: over 900 during a stretch in Reno, and that's not even <laughs> a joke. I believe that's actually accurate. But uh, yeah, looking at some of his numbers, uh, he is ranked number one overall in runs scored. So that shows, you know, even though his batting average isn't super high, it does show that they are able to produce a lot of runs in in Reno. That's one thing that you're just going to get out of there. Uh, but in extra base hits, tied for first with 49. Uh, and second with uh, with those doubles, so I have some pretty good numbers in the minor league and something the Diamondbacks have really uh, been in need of. Honestly, when I was watching their final game against the Rangers, I got entirely too excited about seeing two players hit home runs. It felt like it's been a long time since I've seen Diamondbacks <laughs> players hit home runs, and I I don't know what to say other than it just seems like this team has fallen flat you know at the dish they're still producing runs they're still able to get you know uh, have reasonable scores they're not getting blown out in these losses they just can't ever seem to have their run production link up with a good outing by their starting pitcher it's 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 always one or the other falls short or the bullpen falls short this team has just been destined for terrible things this season it feels like I mean I've I've watched them <laughs> lose games that I didn't even think they were going to lose you know I I've I've watched them blow leads that I thought were pretty safe. Uh, and this is coming from a guy that at one point would start my articles and actually start writing them as a win or a loss. That's a gamble as a writer. That's a gamble. You are you are basically giving yourself double work if that game turns around on you. So, uh, <laughs> But I, I think it, this is another thing about what Tori was saying about the young guys coming up, right? So we have the younger players getting these opportunities, getting at bats, especially in a season at that – At this point doesn't really mean anything
1: yeah yeah well it's interesting the corresponding move to bringing up seth beer was actually sending down drew ellis uh, which is something i didn't necessarily expect because drew ellis seemed to be part of what you were just saying where tori told us you know the the diamondbacks want to sort of see what they have in some of their younger guys and drew ellis was one of those guys And the Diamondbacks sent him down to bring Seth Beer up. Maybe we see Drew Ellis again uh, once the the minor league season ends here in another week or two. Uh, But I thought it was an interesting corresponding move that it was just sort of a swap at one young guy for another.
0: Well, and you know how it works. I mean, a lot of times these are actually way more complicated than even we can keep track of. But it it has to do with the number of moves and send downs that they have available. There's really more to it than just sending someone down or sending some, you know, down because they're bad. I've seen them at times send players down that were actually doing pretty well just because they needed to make a corresponding move in order to have relief pitching or starting pitching available for games later in the week. This team at times has been such a mess as far as being able to put out a roster. You know, just yeah. that, that's that <laughs> been a balancing act for, for and his and his coaching staff. So it's, it's not easy. It's not something that they can do when they don't have all of the pieces. They've tried to balance it well, but at times, do you think that these young guys are getting these opportunities too early and it's possibly impacting their, you know, their, 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 uh, you know, swing their, their, uh, essentially their plan that they were on as a minor league player.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely what you saw with Geraldo Perdomo, the guy I mentioned earlier. I mean, the kid is literally—I think he's 21 years old—and uh, he is a great prospect. I mean, he's a guy that hopefully we see up here next year, and he's you know here to stay. But that was absolutely the kind of you know emergency sort of situation that you alluded to. Um, but yeah, I mean, this will be this will be interesting, Derek. I think Seth Beer is obviously a good player but like even more obviously has like the best name in all of professional sports um and so we are we (laughs) i know there are a lot of people who have been looking forward to this day for a long long time um partially because of seth beer the player but probably even more so for the name and that is that is very understandable
0: at least his numbers back it up i've seen him have some really good numbers in the minor league so it's been you know, it's like a lot of guys. The Diamondbacks have a really good farm system. There's a lot of players that are coming up that really could, you know, be stars. And they're not too far off. I think, uh, I think the AAA team has quite a few in Reno that, that are ready to maybe break through. It's just a matter of, you know, where are they going to play? And, and I think that's the situation with Seth Beer. This weekend seems to be a great opportunity for him to get some at-bats at a major league level he has not been known for his defense, right? And it's, you know, he's kind of played time at first base and I believe third or the outfield. Um, But that's kind of been the knock on him at at a major league level is that his defense isn't great, but his bat is. So we'll see at least him DH, maybe even get some time in the field based on how these games go and really get a chance to, to see what he can do at a big league level. I, you can't really, you can't really know until they're here.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely true. Some guys come up and instantly they're exactly who you hoped they would be in five years, and sometimes guys take all five years in order to kind of figure out who they're going to be in this league. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the defense with Seth Beer is not great, um, but that's you know, I mean, th- there's a possibility that this off season with a new CBA agreement around the corner maybe the DH becomes a regular thing in the national league. And I think it's very possible. This is sort of an audition for Seth beer to maybe fill that role for this team down the road.
0: That's a great, that that's a great point. I, I if I was a betting man and I now am, I bet on that DH <laughs> coming very soon just to kind of bring, uh, you know, some life to the game. They've, they've said that this game is, you know, trending in a, in a downward Uh, downward trajectory as far as interest. So I think uh, more runs, more excitement, you know, the better. But uh, speaking of being a betting man, I just want to remind everybody that the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is live in Arizona with mobile sports betting just in time for football. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just one single dollar on any football game this weekend and receive $200 $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Uh, DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. It really is. The app is great. There's, it's, it's so user-friendly. I've been having a blast with it myself. Um, but you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code PHNX to receive $200 in free bets when you place that $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code PHNX to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. Uh, This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Eligibility restrictions apply. Max $50 wager. One per customer. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And yes, I have... Uh, Moved over to the baseball betting. Uh, I did, Jesse. I have bet on tonight's (laughs) game, and I bet on the D-backs leading by at least one run after five innings. I have no idea what I'm doing at times, but some of this seems to be a no-brainer, especially when you have Madison Bumgarner on the mound tonight, and there's a really good chance that he will have a great game. And inevitably, the bullpen will blow it. So I am at least <laughs> taking that five inning lead. That I know Seattle's in it. I know that they have uh, they have some they have some stakes of their own. So Seattle is yeah. definitely going to be competitive. Something the D backs might not be for for some time. So uh, that's what I wanted to talk about with you tonight, just in, in regards to this team and where we go from here. Where do we build hope? Where is where 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 does this team? Build around is this time for a complete rebuild, or do they have a core of young players that they can start to form a solid team around?
1: Did you say hope, Derek? Is that what I heard? Is there hope? I said
0: hope. I said hope. (laughs) I did. I'm going to continue to use it because there's always hope. You know who gave me hope? The Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns won 19 Mm. games just a few seasons ago, and this summer they gave me the best summer of my life. I mean, I had so much fun watching this team. This is a team that I haven't felt this way about since since I was a kid, you know, since... since I won't even say, like, the late 2010 run was as important to me as, like, that, that 93 yeah. run, you know? So it's like, this was exciting, and it happened really fast. It happened, though, building around a young core of talented players, filling roles and going after guys, not just trying to get you know big guys or guys that could potentially be great down the line really focusing on players even in some cases that people didn't think that they should build around and getting to this point uh, eventually they got that young core to be able to just add a few veteran pieces and make that team really good the d-backs are pretty far away from that but i don't think that that's i don't think that's something that they can't achieve right i think that the padres and the diamondbacks or excuse me, the Padres and the Dodgers are really invested in now. And, and the Diamondbacks can really start looking on capitalizing on that three, four years down the road kind of game plan.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, unfortunately, I'm not sure if the Dodgers and the Padres are just going to become, you know, completely irrelevant <laughs> in three or four years. Although I would love to think that. Um, but at the same time, I do think that there is a good chance that the Diamondbacks have some guys in in a few years, like you mentioned, uh, who are who could be really, really good fits on this baseball team, and could be, you know, the Devin Booker, the DeAndre Ayton, the Mikael Bridges, you know, those level of core talent players. I think I might be in the minority, Derek. Maybe you feel differently on this. I don't think the Diamondbacks have too many of those guys on this current roster. I think you've got Cattell Marte. I think Zach Gallen. Uh, hopefully he gets around this injury bug and is able to look a little bit more like the pitcher we've seen you know the last couple of years but beyond that you know Paven Smith is a nice piece and you know he came out of a draft that has really produced next to no major league talent so far so it's really just impressive the Diamondbacks got anything out of that draft from what we've seen so far. Uh, Josh Rojas is a is a great utility player uh, in my mind he's sort of a maybe a Chris Taylor type with the Dodgers, a guy who could be very, very good, but he's also, you know, he's maybe not your Mookie Betts, you know, type of court player. He's not your star. And and as we saw with the Suns, right, obviously it's a little bit different in baseball, but you need several stars in baseball to really make a team, you know, to make a team go. I think they have one in Ketel Marte. Hopefully Zach Gallen figures things out. Some of those other guys, I want to see them play. I think they can get better. I think there's potential. But I'm not ready to say that you know Pavin Smith is going to be a big piece of the next you know championship Diamondbacks team. I think I'm I'm a little bit skeptical at this point that that's necessarily the case.
0: I'm I'm going to disagree with you just because I do I do think that they have the core, and I think everybody that you named are guys that I would put in that core. I think Carson Kelly is really good, and I think Carson Kelly is still proving to be a a big part of this. Of, of that Goldschmidt trade that's actually paying off I mean I know he had kind of a hot start this season and then cooled off but uh, every player on this team at one point seemed to go through uh, an, an injury stint so I don't know how to really judge this season with the ups and downs Marte still sure. managed to maintain his um, you know his you know his performance despite the injuries and I mean coming back and leaving again and coming back like it's just not as easy in baseball to do as it is in other sports. You know, you don't come back healthy and immediately hit the ground running and find yourself in that position to be, um, you know, that same level that you were when before you got injured, right? Um, but I, I agree. We, we have a comment from Justin McDermott. He says, I think we are two years away from the arms coming, uh, or the arms coming are looking good in A. Position players are a little behind, but that is mostly due to injury. And, and I agree with that. And I think some of the young players that are coming, uh, our, our top prospects are all arms, so that's a very good thing. But outside of those top, pro- top prospects, we do have some great guys like Alec Thomas and Corbin Carroll uh, who could end up being the future of this outfield, something that we really still need to determine. This outfield has not has been a rotating outfield. We have Cattell Marte in the outfield and field that nobody really wants out there. And it still seems like there's a lot of – positions to decide where you know where guys are going to play
1: yeah I mean those guys you mentioned those are those are my core guys Derek you mentioned Alec Thomas you mentioned Corbin Carroll those are the guys that I think have the kind of ceiling of you know being a star on the next great Diamondbacks team I'm I'm, I'm still maybe we have a, a little bit of a disagreement on Paven Smith maybe on Josh Rojas being you know, star level players, although I'm totally with you, they're productive. I want to see them play every day. Um, Carson Kelly, I'm glad you mentioned him. He has been really solid this season. Uh, I would love for him to sort of maintain his production over the course of a season a, a little bit evenly rather than start out really hot and then and then kind of fade after that. Um, but yeah, there's some pieces on this team right now for sure. But what really excites me is in two or three years, Derek, we've got several starting pitchers that could be top of the rotation guys. Uh, You know, there's Bryce Jarvis, there's Blake Walston, there's Drew Jameson. The list goes on and on and on. There's a lot of excitement surrounding some of their minor league rotations right now. And beyond that, Corbin Carroll, uh, Jordan Lawler, the guy they just drafted, who unfortunately had, you know, a season-ending injury after playing two games. Just the Diamondbacks' uh, 2021 luck, I guess. Um, But there are guys who... You know, I'm very very excited to see what they can do in the majors and and that is that is my hope right now, Derek, is that once those guys come up here in a couple years, this team really might be able to put it together.
0: Well, I know you don't like this. I know you want to see this team still perform. But you know what time it is, Jesse. It's uh. tank season, baby. It is tank <laughs> season. It's time to tank. I want to see them lose all of these games. Tank season. There it is. Oh, looking good in the tank top. There's tank season. I want the I want them to lose every game. I want them and I don't even care if the Diamondbacks go after that number 1 prospect that has been rumored in Elijah Green. I think he looks great, but I just want the Arizona Diamondbacks to get whoever they want. At this point, they have an opportunity to really jump on a couple of drafts. It's already been said about Lawler that he could have potentially gone as the number 1 pick in the draft. There was a lot of issues in in the MLB draft there's guys committed to college and they might not you know sign with the team by getting drafted and then you wasted your draft pick right so it's like there there was i think some skepticism around Jordan Lawler's signing and uh, luckily for us he did but unluckily for him and for us he gets injured right away so he doesn't have a chance to continue his progression and and continue his development i just think right now at this point the Diamondbacks need to continue stockpiling as many of the top talented players as they can and if they can get the number one draft pick at this point why not I mean what is what what is the point is it is it pride is that is that or do you want them to start just building on next year what what would your thought be behind them like let's say going on a little mini like win streak to end the season just to just to end on a high note
1: yeah, I think I'm I'm definitely not opposed to them having the first overall pick. I want I want to make that clear. I'm not You're not you know, my case. Yeah. You're not against <laughs> it. He's actively right, right. against it. They don't I think my point, Derek, is that I don't think they need the first overall pick. Because you know who the Diamondbacks took the last time they had the first overall draft pick? They All took right. a man named Dan Swanson. They do who, who is actually He's okay, but he's not very good. And you know who was taken right after Dansby Swanson? Is, is I that? can't remember the order, but Brendan Rogers from the Rockies, who's still an ah. up-and-comer, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. he what he can do. He was taken out of high school, so he's a little further behind. But the other guy is Alex Bregman. Was taken right mm. after Dansby Swanson, mm. and Alex Bregman, I hate to tell you, he's Derek, is a far, really, really good. far better baseball player yeah. than Dansby Swanson. So I think yeah. my point is not that they you know not not that they shouldn't want the pick you know obviously that puts you in the in the best scenario but in baseball there often is not a very big difference and it almost puts a whole lot of pressure on you when you have the first overall pick uh, because you've you're probably going to have to choose between several guys who you know might be all around the same level that said Elijah Green looks really freaking good so of all the years to get the first overall pick this would this would not be the worst one that's for sure
0: Yep, and, and our and our guys in the chat are talking about the Arizona Fall League, which I will be out there for. I can't wait to go check out the young talent, and that's another reason why Arizona is our baseball nirvana, right? I mean, we just get to go check out the the next level of talent. We get spring training here. We have Diamondbacks. We have wall-to-wall baseball. It's wonderful. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys develop, and kind of getting to see them up close and personal will be, will be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to that. I hope that fall ball happens because I haven't – Received any word yet on if that's going to be um, suspended this year again or not. But uh, I did want to talk really fast before we go about our DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, we have our DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, I, I went ahead and I, I, I think I was advised to go with an NFL game, um, uh, but I, I went ahead and picked a baseball game since this is a baseball podcast because tomorrow we have the Padres <laughs> at the Dodgers with an over under at eight. And I went ahead and fully took the under on this because we have Walker Bueller on the mound going up against Chris Paddock. And right now, both of these offenses have been pretty terrible. Uh, The reason why I thought this was a pretty good slam dunk is I I, I looked back and I don't think in any of their recent series that they've scored eight at any point uh, as a combined score. So. I don't know. I'm not again, I'm not I'm not the smartest guy gambling, but this seemed like a pretty good (laughs) lock lock, especially considering that uh, these teams have experienced a bunch of injuries and such. Uh, And and, I mean, I don't know. I've seen I've seen our Diamondbacks team tie both of these teams hands when their rosters were were limited due to injuries like they are right now. So uh, be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today use our code PHNX and you will get $200 in free bets after making your first NFL bet of just $1. Uh, Go on there, bet on the Cardinals. Let's go Cardinals. Let's keep it all city here in Phoenix. um, And let's, let's get, let's have some fun with this. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's all I have for right now. I know we have some more future stuff to talk about. Um, We definitely have probably a whole episode that we could discuss uh, on Christian Robinson's future becoming so murky again another top player in the d farm system that uh, yeah. had legal issues dating back to last summer. Uh, just a weird situation where kind of had a mental health issue uh, incident where he was, he was uh, walking along the, the highway and uh, ended up allegedly punching a department of public safety police officer. Uh, he was, yeah, he was found in April of 2020 when this happened now, because he's a resident of the Bahamas, there's a situation with his visa uh, the incident was considered a felony, which won't allow him to get a new visa. But if he uh, can can fulfill the the plea deal that has been set before him by the judge, he can come back. So it's kind of a catch-22 because he can't come back until he gets his visa, but he can't get his visa until he serves this time. So this is going to be a really interesting situation, especially considering how talented this young man was. It's, it's really sad to see uh, this situation go the way that it has
1: yeah i actually met christian robinson uh, a couple years ago uh, i was doing an internship out in the chicago area and he was on the Kane county cougars at the time uh he had just been called up from Hillsboro, um where we're we're all hopped up by the way with uh yes, sir. is that a, is that a different one is that a, is that <laughs> That's a new a one, today?
0: one yeah this is the dad hat this is the dad hat
1: yeah okay okay um uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Christian Robinson had just been called up from Hillsboro. Uh, I think I literally watched his first game in Kane County, and he was just the nicest, the nicest guy. Uh, he was so incredibly friendly. Uh, you could tell that he'd been through a lot. I mean, you, if you could imagine, you know, you're 16 years old and you're, you know, moving to another country, and just all of the things that he had to go through in order to get here, but. He was one of the one of the greatest guys I've ever gotten the pleasure of interviewing. Um, And just sort of from that, just sort of, you know, seeing him in the clubhouse that one day, I wish this guy nothing but the best. Um, Hopefully his Diamondbacks career, you know, continues and there's there's sort of a workaround at some point to get by this. But he is a phenomenal human being uh, just from that one interaction. And more than anything else, I just really wish Christian Robin the best at this point.
0: Yes, we absolutely all do and it's unfortunate that this has gone down the way it has. Uh, we we hope that it can somehow be resolved and I would love to see him on 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 a baseball field again for this team. It would be He's a great. darn
1: good baseball player too. He that's really that's is. the other.
0: <laughs> and again, that contributes to the question marks about the future of this team because he was going to be a big part of it, right? So, uh you know, there's there's definitely a lot of uh, changes, a lot of things this team has to take into consideration and and they got to, you know, kind of at this point, try to help him out as, as best they can, but also they have to worry about the future of this team. So, uh, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of things changing. And I think the future still looks pretty bright for this team, considering how high their farm system is currently ranked. Uh, yeah. Just hope that these guys can come out and perform. My hope is that this experience that they've had this season of kind of, you know, being thrust into the position of, of playing at, the, at a major league level has really kind of, hardened some of these guys by fire you know I mean like that 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 whole situation isn't great at times but I feel like some guys like Josh Rojas and Josh Van Meter and a couple of other guys have have really had some really good moments for this ball club
1: yeah they need opportunity you know I mean that's that's really where it all starts we see we saw Dalton Varsho struggle for quite a while when he first came up but he was playing you know, every other day, every third day. He was playing like eight different positions, which somehow he still is. He hasn't really moved past that yet. They're still playing him all over the diamond. Um, but it's amazing what happens when guys start to get regular opportunities. And, and Dalton Varsho, I really want to highlight him because since July 1st, he has an OPS of almost 900. And he is top 10 to throw one of my nerdy baseball stats at you, Derek, because I know you love them. He is top them. 10. he is top 10 in the national league in wins above replacement uh since the all-star break um right up there with right up there with paul goldschmidt not that you wanted to hear that or um (laughs) yeah that's 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 impressive though
0: that's actually impressive that's not something i would consider with barsha like he's he's obviously been doing it very quietly
1: yeah yeah no it's been quiet but he's a guy that uh, I guess to our earlier conversation, he's a guy that could be in that core. I I am less skeptical about Dalton Varshow as I am about Paven Smith and Josh Rojas, to be honest, because I think his ceiling is very, very high. He had a lot of prospect pedigree. Uh, he was taken high in the draft back in 2017. I think, I think Varshow could be, could absolutely be someone to build around. But like I said, the key give these guys opportunity and the diamondbacks are in a great position to do that because they don't really have any veterans around to play anymore. They've sort of yeah. they've sort of dealt them all off, like you said. Madison Bumgarner uh, sort of feels like the only the only guy in that position right now.
0: Yeah, and it and it feels like what again, uh, you know, tank season's here. We're 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 tanking, so it's <laughs> it's fine anyway, right? It just feels like the perfect opportunity to give these young guys a shot. I, I think some people, considering that this team is 50 games below 500, probably would ask why, why wasn't this decision made earlier? You know, I I think that would probably be uh, the only question uh, people that are fans of this team and have been watching this team would say, like, what was the point of still competing when you were, you know, literally 60 games out of first place in your division? So I I don't know uh, really who's going to end up being a part of the core, but I do know that they have some really talented players. And at times this team can really put it together. I think uh, when all is said and done, no matter how bad the record is, I don't really think this team was as bad this season as the record indicates, but it is what it is. There's no, there's no changing that. So, oh, I want to thank you guys all as I hit the microphone in my mouth uh, for joining us here at the PHNX D-backs podcast. It's late. I'm tired. I'm, I'm swinging my arms around, but uh, thank you again to Jesse Friedman for joining me from Seattle. He's going to go out and watch all those D-backs games this weekend and come back on Monday we're going to have our first audio podcast on Monday and we will talk all about uh, what Jesse saw and and uh, what what the future of this team looks like even more after this weekend. So, uh, I want to thank you guys again and remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's more fun when you bet on it.